Hello and welcome to New Philadelphia Ministries Morning Word Podcast, Thursday edition with your co-hosts Kay and Stephanie. Get ready as they break down the gospel and discuss Christian living. Hi there. I always say welcome back, but it it occurred to me that maybe this is your first time tuning in. So our introduction will be, we are Sister Chat Thursdays, and we are the Thursday edition of The Morning Word, which is an extension of New Philadelphia Ministries. And what do we do? We simply dish on the Word of God. We try to find cute, well, not always cute, because sometimes it gets ugly when we have to be confronted with sin, falling short, but for the most part. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say, I don't try to find, because it finds me. God God is always like, we need to talk. Yeah, see, it's, you know, we're going to get this introduction down one day, but it's not going to be today. That's okay. So we're we're back in the studio, and as you can see, that we are full of giggles, and we are ready to go. Yes. So we basically um, talk about what it is that's on our hearts, and you know, we mirror the vision and mission of our ministry, which is reach, teach, and love, and we do that through these airways and through the word and our daily life. So (laughs) speaking of daily life, we had an awesome women's ministry. If you missed it, maybe next month, third Tuesday, that's our shameless plug. But we were talking about second chances and Stephanie so beautifully facilitated uh, this discussion where we were able to use Jonah and look at how much mercy, how much grace was Mm -hmm. in his whole experience. And we're not going to run through all of that because we want to get into some new stuff. Yeah, God has given you a little bit more a to share bit with more, us. A little bit more. So, yes, without further ado, we will pray and get in. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity to just pass on all of the wonderful love lessons and, 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 warm feelings that you have first demonstrated. You first loved us, oh God. You first laid down your life for us before we even could come to redemption. While we were yet sinners, you did this wonderful, amazing thing for us. And we thank you that because of that demonstration of love and kindness and patience and all that wonderful stuff, that we are now able to love others as you have loved us. So Father God, give us this this opportunity to not only hear your word, but to do your word, to show and extend this love, this grace, and these second chances that you've given us to those around us in our communities, in our families, in all of our spheres of influence. We thank you, we praise you, and we're just ever so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my dear, so what do we have Uh, for the people, for me today. All right. So I don't know about y'all, but when I hear second chance, I, I, there's always a little run in my spirit. I always want to do that Holy Ghost lap around the church (laughs) because I am in need of his grace and his mercy. And it's apparent to me now in my life, probably more than ever before, because 
um, with a certain amount of knowledge, there comes more there comes more accountability, like knowledge to silence my phone. <laughs> so, as I was saying, my walk with the Lord has been, uh, um, I feel like I'm, I'm getting seasoned. And I think back over all of the lessons that I've learned and been exposed to. But yet, there are still slip ups. There mm -hmm. are still mess ups. There are still plenty of opportunities when I feel like I fall on my face. And God just, I'm like, Lord, I know you told me this before, but he picks me up and he dusts me off and, and then we get started right back again. And so after living through this umpteen times, mm -hmm. <laughs> there just comes a point where I, I'm ready to admit that you win, Lord. I, I, I'm powerless and you got this. Um, however, that is not the focus of our discussion on the joy that we get from these second chances. We're going to turn that a little bit and talk about how our responsibility, once we have been the recipient of these second chances, is now to extend them to those around mm -hmm. us. And the church gets a little quiet on that part <laughs> because we, I think there's this balance. How do we wisely extend these second chances to people? I feel like a lot of people struggle with accountability and grace and how do we as people living in a fallen world walk that walk walk mm -hmm. that that line um so one of my favorite songs on the air these days is by a young man named torn wells i don't know if you know it stephanie but it's called known mm. and he says you know i'm fully known by you and he's talking to god and he says, it's not one or the other, it's hard truth and it's ridiculous grace. Mm. And that line just, ooh, it gets me because I as a parent know how hard it is to stay stuck on your guns, which is the hard truth, the, the, the firm just in you and the ridiculous grace where you're willing to Say, you can forego this whooping <laughs> that you have earned <laughs> because grace wants me to show mm -hmm. you a better way. Mm -hmm. Because grace wants me to wrap my arms around you and tell you that it's okay. And, and Kay, I think that was just the, the perfect um, example, you know, with God and us, um, because he, basically what he is saying is now, for us, you deserve death. We deserve death, right? But I'm gonna, we're gonna do something different. I'm gonna love you through this. And now how do we take that same love um, and then extend it to others? Because if he's so graciously loving us through this, and, I'm, and I have to just share, um, just doing some reading on how Jesus redeemed Peter um, after he denied him three times. And as I was reading some of the, the commentary on it, it talked about how he was the, Jesus was the careful physician. Mm. And while he had to confront Peter with that thing three times, and by that third time, you know, Peter was like, oh, I get it, right? This hurts. I got you, Lord. I get it. I know I'm so sorry. Um, but he still restored Peter to office. Yeah. He still gave, he said, tend my sheep, tend my lamb, 
feed my sheep, tend my, my sheep. He gave him his, a job to do. Your job is not done. He restored him to office and then told him to go and, and, and do his assignment. And I think when we think about others who maybe have wronged us or who aren't living the life that God has chosen for them, we don't, number one, we don't carefully carefully um talk them through and 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 help them to acknowledge kind of hey this is where you've kind of gotten off track and then extend open arms and grace and and welcome back into the fold and say okay now let's get you restored to office this is how we can help do that and doing that all in love um i just that's just an area that the church body as a whole is and as individuals we have to get better at yeah and that was exactly the principle um I felt that came to light in our discussion in women's ministry that although Jonah did get the second chance it didn't like come with this hey now you get this cushy like job of you know going and Mm -mm. continuing journey no he had to start back at the beginning. beginning he had to still marches but 500 or however many miles it was to the destination God told him to go to and that second chance although it meant restoration it didn't mean cushy it didn't Mm -hmm. mean all is well all is like totally forgotten he still had to deal with those those repercussions of being Mm -hmm. disobedient but glory to God I'm still useful glory to God I still have a purpose glory Mm -hmm. to God God still speaks to me and he wants to be in fellowship with me. And so, you know, Peter is kind of the topic of our, our main verse. And I'm so glad you brought him up because in the, the, the verses, he, well, let's just go there. Cause I yes, don't want to talk the verse. about it. Let's read it. Yes. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 18. And I'm going to read. You know, these Bible apps, they are oh so convenient, but they can be a little naughty when you need them. Okay, verse 21. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? So he's asking, how many second chances do I have to give, Lord? Until seven times? And I know from Stephanie's deep dive into numerology that seven is the number of completion yes Mm -hmm. okay so maybe he was thinking you know seven is a good number because that's the perfect number of completion he might be thinking I didn't say one two or three so surely the Lord might be pleased with seven but not so because in verse 22 Jesus said unto him I say not unto thee until seven times but until seventy times seven. Now, Peter asked a very practical question. Jesus gave him a figurative answer. Did he mean literally 77 times? No, friends. He meant as much as needed, Mm -hmm. as much as requested, as much as there is an opportunity to, you are expected to extend forgiveness or that second chance. And then he broke it down even further, as Jesus loves to do, with a parable. He said, therefore, 
is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king who would make a reckoning with his servants? And y'all, I didn't slip out of ESV somehow because Lord knows I don't like bees and thous. <laughs> Let me just slide on back to our comfort zone. I'm like, where is she reading? Somehow I got in that ASV. Fix that real quick. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. We are just so like attuned to the ESV. It's like, whoa, wait, what you know, is that? The culture shock. <laughs> Verse 23 again, friends. Jesus, the words of Jesus say, therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and payment was to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me. Ooh, good word, patience. And I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant mm, went mm, out, mm, mm. this was his second chance. He received it first from the master, that forgiveness, that second chance. But now is his time to obey and walk out and do again. Blessed to receive, blessed to give. But did he do it? Nope, nope, nope. He choked the guy. <laughs> My goodness. He says, the, his servant in verse 28 when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me, and mm. I will pay you. That same patience you got from the mm. master, mm. give me some. Verse 31, when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh, I skipped? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, verse 30. Yes. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt yet. Verse 31, when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master's servant summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. You asked me, and I did it. And you should not... Oh, I'm sorry. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Goodness. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. And it goes back to, as we talk about our study on prayer, when we, when we study the Lord's Prayer, and of course it says to forgive, we're asking God to forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us, right? So if, it, it, I, I just think a couple things need to be pointed out. First of all, he called him a wicked servant. Mm -hmm. So when we, we don't extend that same grace that God extends to us, that's wickedness. And for us to, oh my goodness, this, this, this um, parable, he pleaded. And it then says his servant pleaded with him the very same way and asked that question, have patience with me, right? And then he, he did not extend it. And maybe he was under some pressure, right? He was trying to get his, his, his master his money, <laughs> you know. 
But for whatever reason, um, just, you know, just kidding a little bit. But when we we have people that have um, fallen um, and and gone the wrong way, it is important that we extend grace. And 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 I just want to point out, Pastor Stephen Berthelow and one of because we've got a couple of uh, Bible studies going on uh, now. At, we have Christian Center and we have Worship Center, mm-hmm. so the word is going forth. And, and and if we aren't getting out there and 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 taking part in that and. Or listening online, then we are missing out. But anyway, Pastor Stephen Berthelow, he talked about how uh, that love, that agape love that God shows us um, is that same love. And I think we mentioned this in, 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 Bible, in uh, women's ministry, So, which is so why we know that the Holy Spirit is speaking is because when we can be on that same uh topic of second chances and extending grace and um loving one another from a a small groups ministry into our um our um, weekly bible studies and so on and so forth we know god is trying to you know speak to us and tell us hey this is an area in the church where we need to pay a little bit more attention um but that agape love that god gives us now, in, within our own power, and I think you said something to this effect earlier, in our own might, in our own power, no. Mm-mm. We can't love like that. But the fruit of the Spirit, which we all possess, if we have believed on the Son and we have asked for forgiveness and accepted Him as our Lord and Savior, then He uh, sent us His Comforter. And from that point on, and what we know and what's exciting is, is, is the, the, the Spirit, Holy Spirit doesn't leave us. We, he is there with us at all times. Amen. So the fruit of the Holy Spirit can dwell within us. The power can dwell within us and allow us to be able to extend that love to people. But we've got to, and it all comes back to abiding, remaining in uh, and being, and that's the way we are led by the Spirit, and being able to love on people, and being able to help them get up. That song, "We Fall Down But We Get Up," it shouldn't be "We I'm Getting Myself Up" or "I'm," uh, you know what I mean? Or it, it's a it's a a one man job. I'm responsible for picking myself back up. It's a it should be "We Fall Down and and we as a church body we help that person get up. We help each other get mm. up. I like that. I like so, that very much. I never thought of it that way. We get up is not me get up, but it's we. I like that. I like that. I'm going to keep that. So Peter, you know, in one of the commentaries, I think, put this spin on it that I was like, ah, never thought about it this way. So Peter was like the outspoken one of the 12, right? He was mm-hmm. always the one that was challenging, that was vocal. They looked to him to do this to some extent. And he was part of that inner circle of the inner circle. Mm-hmm. You know, there was... Uh, the 12, but then there was that John, Peter, mm-hmm. and, you know, Jesus and thing. So he was probably experienced a little, uh, I don't want to call it hateration, but a little of that, man, Peter always dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and probably especially from Judas, because he was the one that was going to, you know, just really kind of, fail <laughs> oh no she's like fail I'm like it, it it there was no coming back for Judas. but anyway so you know when he asked this question how many times must i you know that really 
humanizes, mm-hmm. I think, the, the, the spiritual principle. Like, uh, we tend to, to get real holy <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and sugarcoat these things when it comes to the reading. But lo, no, these are real people with mm-hmm. real issues, and they are just like us. We have these tendencies. And, and I just think that thinking about what Peter may have been experiencing as a favored one and seeing how he falls later on when you brought up that uh, scripture where he denies, mm-hmm. it should be a full circle moment for us as believers where we see we start out and Lord knows as a new believer, I was pretty self-righteous. I can say that about myself. I, I, I just knew my, I, about myself as well. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. I just knew that I was going to walk this Christian walk the way no one had ever and walked look at it all before. these unholy people around us. Right. And <laughs> just like Peter, I probably prayed and asked God, how long must I bear with these sinners? <laughs> long must I tolerate all of their shortcomings and thank you Lord Lord, for change and transformation he so lovingly put that mirror in my Mm. face and said you who has been forgiven much you are now required to To forgive forgive much much. Mm -hmm. let's not miss that in the parable he shared numbers he did Mm -hmm. not just say Oh, he was due some change. He forgave this some money. He was specific. He cared for us to know that it was more mm-hmm. that he owed that was outstanding than what it was that his fellow man, uh, you know, owed mm-hmm. him. If I'm making sense, because I got all these words in my brain, because I'm excited, y'all. But he made it clear that whatever you're dealing with. It's probably that hundred denarii and not that two thousand that mm-hmm. Jesus has forgiven you. So all of that pettiness, all right. of that little dumb junk that's stopping you, that you are rationalizing in your brain, I'm owed, I'm justified, I'm right, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. No, it's this big, and I'm holding up my little fingers, compared to the much mm-hmm. that Jesus died on the cross to mm-hmm. forgive our sins. So Mercy. Don't miss that friends that anything on earth that you are being asked to forgive is small potatoes Mm. and he is our prime example because as we can see and and most times it's with peter uh but as we can see because didn't peter cut off the ear too Mm -hmm. okay yeah peter was always getting in trouble which is us right which is us um but as we can see, he's gentle every time. Now he's cutting. He's he's that the thing you know that ulcer that that cancer that needs to come out of us. He's getting it out of us, but with such great care, mm-hmm. with such just gentleness and precision. You, I mean, Jesus is the surgeon that you want. Oh yes, <laughs> amen. In 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 the hospital room. When the, you know, whatever it is, is two, not even centimeters away from right. your spine or, you know, those, those very intricate, you know, uh, surgeries that we hear about. He is precise. He is tender. 
and he is our example. But when we are uh, dealing with our fellow uh, brother and sister and sisters and dealing with the loss, we are worse than this this man was with his servant. Our, our actions, we throw our hands up in frustration. We, um, we, you know, I'm done with that person. Oh, and, and I, I think I read something that today and it said, at this age, I don't mind cutting you out of my life. And I said, oh, ooh. but that is the culture. And that's what, and it's not even just a culture because we blame a lot of stuff on the world. But right. this is, this is an attitude that many of us as Christians have taken up where we don't want to, to deal with people, but we're in the business of being the, 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 the hearts and the hands of God and God extending that agape love through us. We're his tools to be able to love on people and, 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 and be the tool that God is going to use to help restore people. But we don't see it that way. We are impatient. We talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. And again, and, and let's just be clear. I think it got worse, Kay, this last week. <laughs> I continue to count. just want to throw that in there. But our... Remember, our impatience, that's a form of retaliation. So when we are impatient with people and not loving them through, gently loving them through, uh, as we are trying to help them uh, be restored, then we're retaliating against them. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because... People don't feel like, they feel like they're running their race. And as long as they're doing what appears to be, um, or even as Priscilla Shire pointed out in our lesson the other night, mm -hmm. uh, the appearance of obedience, mm. the appearance of walking right. Mm -mm. Um, as long as they're doing that, everything is okay. But the minute, because our sin comes to light, right? It, the minute our sin comes to light, then instead of our you know, church family, and, and be clear, let me be clear, not the church building. We the people, the church, we let each other down because they don't, we don't feel, people don't feel like they can come to us and say, hey, listen, I, I need some help. I, I, I made a mistake. I, 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 you know, people don't feel confident that they can do that. Mm. Why? Because they don't get the support that they need from the very people that claim to love them. Mm. So when you, and let's just put it out there. Let's, let's talk about the, the, one of the things that you see often, that young lady that has um, had a child out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that that poor young lady receives when she does try to keep coming in? to church and being encouraged and, and, and trying to at least get back on track, right? What does she get? People are talking about her. Um, people are uh, sharing their disappointments with her that right. they're, they're disappointed in. But who is lovingly saying, okay, listen, it happened. Okay, so now how do we move forward? How do we, you know... First of all, absolutely, got to gently help you to see, hey, this is where um, this isn't the best idea. This isn't God's way. But now how do we help you get back on track with your walk and love them through that? 
But most of the time they get ostracized. They leave church. They feel like they can't come to church, especially while they're still pregnant. Because that's a long nine months. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long nine months to feel judgment. Yeah. Right. You still they're still probably getting judged beyond the nine months. But to to feel it. And here's the thing that I always say in this particular instance, it's very it's very unfortunate for the woman. A lot of our sins as women. And hey, this is sister chat. So we're going to talk to the women for a little bit. Uh, It's very unfortunate because a lot of the the sins uh, that women bear often end up being outward. Right. Meaning ain't no hiding that. Yes. Whereas sometimes, and it's not, it's not the brother's fault. We're not blaming or casting blame. But sometimes it's easier to hide. But, see, it, it, it hurts both, both genders because the women don't get the help that they need and, and they feel ostracized. But the men don't get the help that they need because they don't feel confident enough that they can come and confess their sin to one another and get the help that they need. So the, the church stays sick. Uh. And people don't get up. And if they get up, they don't get up as fast as they should get up. Because people are they're get, trying to get up on their own and they need help. Mm-hmm. They need the church body. So that's 70 times 77. And I, and I know this is probably more talking about the, the, the personal trespasses against each other. But overall, because if we can't forgive, we can't forgive or, or, or help each other certainly those ones where you know Kay, you hurt my feelings the other day and i'm coming already with an attitude you <laughs> might be coming to apologize but i already got in my head what i'm gonna say to you you know um so if we can't uh, overall we have a, a problem where when when things happen People don't feel comfortable enough to, to, to come to the church because the church hasn't been as loving. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because Jesus gave us the answer. He gave us the example. He laid that thing out and did so through many of the scripture. But this is a very good um, example of how we are to do it. And we don't, we fall short. Yes, we do. But, you know, listening to you, I think of um, kind of a cousin scripture to uh, Matthew. It's over in Luke 17, and it's right at verse 3. Um, the words of Jesus say, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Forgive him. So it's, it's, it's a, you know, boom, boom. It's kind of like an immediate thing there. And I think where we really get stuck and where we have to use godly wisdom is forgiving and reconciling. Mm -hmm. It's a difference. And, you know, the reconciliation is where we go right back into relationship. The Mm -hmm. reconciliation is kind of after all that healing work has been done, all that groundwork, all of those steps have been, you know, manifested as far as, you know, acknowledging, making amends you know, um, building that trust again, we, we can then get to reconciliation. Mm-hmm. But whereas that is a process, the words of Jesus say, forgive him. Mm-hmm. That is not 
in the process. That's right there. That's that's like an immediate, you know how we say the things we get upon salvation. <laughs> that forgiveness right there, that's what he's expecting. And, you know, it says, I'll keep reading in verse four. It says, if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven I'm sorry, if he repents, oh, blah, blah, now I'm messing up all the words. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Now, the 12, it might be more than the 12 because it says the apostles in this ESV in verse 5. You know what their response was? Increase our faith. Because they recognize that's a hard thing to do. That is a tall order. But nonetheless, Increase our faith so that we can receive from you and then give to others what we have knowingly, lovingly, mm -hmm. undeservingly received from mm -hmm. the Spirit. Well, let's just pause because there's a couple scriptures that support where in our, again, in our might and in our own power, we can't do it. But he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think, right? According to the power, right? Um, but that's according to the power that worketh in us. So he can do it. He gives us the power to do it. Um, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's because of that power that's working in us. It is not us. It is the power that is working in us that allows us to be able to do it. And it's so funny, not funny, but it, it, in my mind as you were reading that scripture, and it's just talking about how... Um, because I think you brought up, oh, what did you say? Um, it made me think about relationships. It made me think about marital relationships. And it made me think about Jesus being married to the church. And those, those that amount of forgiveness that has to happen, even, and, and the, the love that has to happen. And it made me think about an infidelity in a, in a marriage. Yeah. And how to have enough love. How, and again, it is according to the power that worketh in us to be able to overcome that it's possible and so when we think about relationships as far as a marriage and it's it's possible to overcome that because jesus was married to us and he you know he's married to the church and he overcame our sin not that he accepted our sin but he covered us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he loved us enough god loved us enough uh, enough in order to, to, to find a way or to, to provide a way to make atonement for our sins. That kind of love is the same kind of love that we are to have for our brothers and our sisters. And we forget so very quickly what has been done. And you said, said it at the beginning of what Jesus did for us on the cross. We don't even think twice about cutting a person down because they wronged us. We don't think twice about holding a grudge. We don't think twice about, I'm going to make, oh, listen, we ain't got to have be impatient. We just flat out want to retaliate. I'm going to make them pay for that. Mm. Yeah. And um. what forgiveness is really saying is, and, and again, I'm making that distinction so that we won't get stuck and think, oh, I can't do that. Maybe you can't immediately go into reconciliation right away, and that's okay. But what allows you to forgive is simply saying, I'm not going to relegate this person to their past. I'm not going to deny them the opportunity to change, to, to grow and to experience sanctification just like I had to mm -hmm. experience sanctification. So, you know, and, and I had to go through 
I don't remember, I think it was a conversation with Lola where I was explaining judgment. And, and, and when you condemn someone, you're acting like heaven and hell are yours. And that you can tell a person, mm. you stay here and I get to go on and live my merry little life. No, only God gets to tell a person mm -hmm. what their fate, what their end is. You can say, okay, we had this, but I, I pray that the Holy Spirit convicts you and allows you to see your wrong so that you can make a better choice. That would be the loving thing to do. Not wish upon that person that, oh, you know, may fire rain down on your head so that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want to, because I, you just mentioned something there and we talked about this in our pre-party, I should say. Okay. Um, and I, so I don't, I don't know if we're at the time where we can maybe bring oh. this up where you talked about, um, you had talked with someone about, you know, kind of that 12th step. Oh yeah. Um, I just think that was, you were, you were segueing into that. And I think it's, it, it's important to kind of, um, mirror that. And, and so it will drive the point a little bit more, but go ahead. <laughs> no, you're right on it because we are determined to stick to our time frame. It's not <laughs> so we may talk a little bit more about this on another one, but those, um, First of all, second chance is is really um, an extension of like it's a whole ministry, you guys. I, I think about um, what is the name of it? It's a prison ministry, and I can't recall the name of it. But they are really dedicated to bringing light to those that um, have experienced the criminal justice system, mm -hmm. and just really, I think they've chosen April to be like second chance awareness month to where you know, whatever small act it is that you do, that you recognize that, hey, I think the quote was one in three Americans have been in the criminal justice system. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's like second chances and forgiveness. This isn't something that's, you know, we have a little patent on. It's it, the world needs mm -hmm. this, right? And another group we mentioned, young mothers, unwed mothers, but there's a whole community of um, folks who have experienced addiction and mm -hmm. they need to experience this second chance mm -hmm. in a real way. Not like you said, a pretend way where you just say, mm, you could come to church and you sit right there. No, in a real way where we invite them and we love on them mm -hmm. and they feel that they are accepted. And I was talking with a friend and she shared with me that um, one of the reasons why discipleship worked for her was because she had gone through the 12 step program, um, an AA program at a ministry and each one of those steps uh, well, maybe not each one, but 90% of them had a biblical principle that supported it. Uh, the first one being, admit you are powerless. You can't do this in your mm -hmm. own power. Like Stephanie so beautifully shared, it is the Holy Spirit that is with you, that lives on the inside of you, that enables you to offer forgiveness to someone who has wronged you. Believe or trust in a greater power, and we know that greater power to be Jesus. So that second step is just trust mm -hmm. and when you trust an automatic kind of surrender like a woo just comes upon you where you're able to let go of your cares your burdens your struggles and say i leave it all at the feet of jesus amen and what did what did what did they the disciples say increase our faith increase our faith increase our ability to trust mm -hmm. and our ability to trust is simply a decision to say god you are lord you are savior you are king in my life then step four is to take inventory now they were talking about it from a moral perspective mm -hmm. of you know you're good you're bad whatever but when we take inventory in the spiritual sense we merely acknowledge that 
we were born fallen. <laughs> we mm-hmm. were born helpless. We have a, a, a propensity to lean toward in, in, in air. <laughs> so <laughs> we, when we take inventory, we know that there's nothing good in us. Right. That everything that's good in us comes from the Holy Spirit and its fruit and its power and its activity in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to just talk about how when you release those wrong things that you have done, which is confession and, and repentance, that now you can live a new life. I'm going to skip on down to the 12th step, which is discipling others, sharing with others this spiritual awakening that you have had and extending those same principles that you received to others. So spreading the word. That's it, friends. Come on that's, now. That's, 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 come on now. We, we have given you 12 steps in about five or six. <laughs> but they are still powerful. And, and we might have to do a whole podcast on chapter, scripture, and verse of the 12 steps. Because come on now. I feel like that it might. That sounds like fun. Yes. All right. It helps some people. Set some people free. But, friend, right now, I would just love for you to bless the people and just seal some of these seeds that we have planted in our brief conversation mm. and, and just pray that, you know, we, we get this so that we can live this. Amen. Amen. Very powerful. Woo. All right. Now, Heavenly Father, we look to you, Lord. We lift you up this, this morning, Father God, and we just thank you. We, we thank you for this new day that is dawning, Father, and an opportunity for us to, to go and do just what your word says, Father God, an opportunity for us to get it right today, Father God. There are so many of your people, Father God, that need the church, that need us to be loving, that need us to model that same love that you showed us. Lord, we pray and ask that you forgive us of our trespasses, Father work in us and through us let your spirit let the fruit of your spirit that gentleness that goodness that kindness father god lord that patience that self-control that 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 long-suffering father god all of that the love father god let that all uh just manifest itself in us oh god lord let your spirit come forth let us be led by your spirit oh god let us love on the people father god and and, and, and help them as they, they are being restored, yes, as you are God. doing your transforming work. Lord, you are the great physician, Father God. Thank you. And Lord, we are your workmen, Father. We are those nurses standing around the operating room table, Father God, uh, being the tools that you need in yes. order to, to, to go forth and to, to help your people, Father God. Lord, we are to be those tools that are, those tools are not biased. Those tools are not uh, swaying one way or the other. They are simply tools that are clean, that you have cleaned up, oh God, and that you are able to use for your good work, Father God. Lord, we thank you. We pray that your, your word that you have brought forth through us has blessed someone. Lord, we thank you. We take this word and we tuck it in our heart, Father God, to live by. Lord, when you send us those that need that grace, need us to extend grace, Father God, um, that, that 
you are calling on us to forgive, Father God, that, that you would give us, quicken our spirit, Father God, remind us, Lord, and let us get to, to forgiving and restoring and loving on, Father God. If there's anybody that we need to go to even now, Father God, somebody you told us that we needed to go and, yes. and talk to and make it right, Father. Lord, remind us that we need to leave our gifts at the altar and go and make it right with that person. Extend that forgiveness. Talk to talk to them and, and, and love them through it, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you first loved us. Thank Lord, you. we thank you that you, you covered us, Father. You covered our sins and clothed us with righteousness, oh God. Lord, we say thank you. We lift you up, Father God, and we just give you all the joy, all the, all the grace, the honor, the, the, just the, the, the love, Father, that is due unto you. All of the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey, ladies, if you enjoyed today's combo with Kay and Stephanie, we encourage you to connect with the other awesome women of New Philadelphia Ministries. The third Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m., the Women's Ministry connects virtually for fellowship and Bible study. And for my ladies between 18 and 30, we have a bonus group just for you. If you're looking for a group of women to do life with, to freely discuss the challenges and rewards that come with keeping the faith and navigating your Christian walk, please join us the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. We thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. For more information about New Philadelphia Ministries, please connect with us on your favorite podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, and visit us at newpministries.org.